Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. And we, witches three, gather once again down the dark path, past sort of a weird-looking boulder, through the trees that are, like, crooked, and if you look at them wrong, they look like the big old monsters, and so it's oh, like, oh, yeah. hurry. Yeah, but that sounds we, scary. Okay. Yes, very scary. When you get all the way down to our little witch's nook, we gather round the cauldron, our hats askew because of the anticipation of the spells we're going to cast. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we raise our most magical hairbrushes. And oh, we no. Okay, so listen, here's the thing. The hairbrush... Yes. Like, I get I get how you're going. It's a wand, first of all. But the mm-hmm. hairbrush, like, it has the top part, but then it has the bristles coming down. Oh, yes, you know, very like good. I love the yeah. way it feels against my scalp. Yeah, no, I know, but, like, wands don't have that. They don't have things hanging off of them, like tassels or whatever. Yeah, here's the thing, if you're, like, singing in, if, like, karaoke, you use a hairbrush, sure. it's like, haha, this is fun. Oh, yeah. This is like, like you put the like lime fun. and the coconut and chicken all around. What is happening? You know what I mean? it's, it's practical like a magic, man. Practical Watch magic. a movie once in a while. I'm Watch Alex. a movie, witch. <laughs> uh, hey, you're watching. Watching. You're not watching anything. <laughs> you're listening to Chilling Podcast of Sabrina. We're going to be talking about Chapter 31, The Weird. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We sure uh, do. We do. What what a great time to be alive. Uh, this is the third episode is of it? the final part of Sabrina. Oof. It's a countdown now. We have a limited number of episodes here, which is exciting, but also very sad. sad. Uh, but we're going to get yes. into it. Uh, and I'm going to do a very brief recap of what's happened so far since everything Real simple, real easy to understand. Doesn't oh, take too so much time. Oh, so simple. I, I mean, I'll tell you, actually... So far, I like how this part is keeping everything pretty simple and straightforward. It is. It's, it's like it's very cleanly structured. Like each yeah. episode, it's literally monster of the week. That's liter- yeah. quite literally what it is. <laughs> Which is crazy. I mean, it kind of leaned into that in the first couple of episodes that very much got away from there. 
I will say my personal <laughs> preference. I loved part three. Part three was great because it was just this wild, not you come out season sky. three. Uh, part three, a uh, roller coaster ride of a story. Yeah. Love that so much. Uh, but this is fun. Like it's a nice change of pace. Uh, I do hope it starts coming together soon. Um, but uh, but I enjoy the monster of the week. I'm a fan. So yeah. that all said, those monsters of the week are the Eldrick terrors that are invading Greendale. They are not exactly being brought there by Father Blackwood, but certainly being interacted with Father Blackwood, who's acting as their herald right now. He uh, summoned them. Yeah, for some of them, uh, we had uh, no, the, no. He's the darkness. Them. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't know if he's summoning them. I think they're showing up, and he's like, "They're here." No, no, no. He did this whole spell and brought them all here. He's, he's taking like, credit. He's taking he, some credit, right? He cracked an egg. Like if you cracked an egg and then uh, an omelet showed up, I wouldn't be like, "You made the omelet." Where, where have you guys been when an omelet just showed up? <laughs> Or you're like, what's this? Oh, hey, no, an unexpected place. So you're like, look at this, an omelet just showed up. Uh, Dorney Park. I, I think it was a fish concert where I saw an omelet walk by and I was like, huh, you don't see that every day. Oh, yeah, there's a famous, uh, a lot of fish songs focus on omelets because their songs are about anything, right? <laughs> yeah. They're just kind of like whatever they see. It's like an improv show. A hundred percent. And then an yeah. omelet showed up. So Elder Terrors are showing up in Greendale. They're all very terrifying, particularly to Ambrose, who is trying to figure out how to stop them, thanks to some pictures that Harvey drew after a boning session with Roz last episode. Uh, Sexual artist Harvey Kinkle. (laughs) He's like the sting of uh, Greendale. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Sabrina is pretty much in a funk Because she doesn't have a boyfriend Everybody else is in a relationship except for her Well, and she's lonely Her friends are busy doing other stuff On both sides It's not even just uh, I think the relationship is the easy go-to But I think And as we learned this episode It's like she just doesn't have a lot filling her up right now Her aunts are busy you want to talk about busy Theo couldn't even show up this episode She was so busy Or he was so busy Where's Theo at? Yeah, I don't know where Theo was this episode, or Robin. That was a little interesting. Kind of weird not to see them here. Uh, But uh, at the same time, uh, Sabrina made a, I think, unobjectively terrible decision last episode to make her own boyfriend out of a candle, which we see the ramifications of this episode. Hold on. We'll talk about Candle Boy in a second. Okay, because... Candle Boy! (laughs) I I had a real emotional roller coaster with Candle Boy. Like, I was very angry... She created Candle Boy, but then when she pulled the plug on him, it was a little sad to see Candle slash Carrot Mold guy I, go. I am I am getting a, a seer vision of an hour from now when we ask who uh, which which raid supreme this episode <laughs> and he to say Candle Boy. It's very weird. I gotta, I, I, I I gotta see go with so Candle clearly. Boy. I mean, this guy <laughs> came out of nowhere. He grew so big in my mind over the course of the episode. So uh, she decides to make a boyfriend out of a candle. We've kind of already talked about the whole <laughs> character arc of that and what happens this episode. Uh, meanwhile, Hilda got married last episode. And as we find out, this episode has moved out of the house, which is oh. very frustrating for Zelda. Uh, meanwhile, Zelda. Caliban, down in hell, uh, he got married to Sabrina Morningstar because there's two Sabrinas. That of doesn't actually affect this episode too much, but just kind no. of a thing you probably want to know. Uh, and meanwhile, Lilith, who is the queen of hell or regent of hell, I guess, at this point, is her technical title right, uh, is also, pregnant with Lucifer's baby, which was kind of her trump card holding over Lucifer. So he did not kill her last season. Um, and I, 
kind of think that's all you probably need to know well, to get into it. There's also two, if we're saying there's two Sabrinas, there's two Liliths as well. Yes, there's Miss Wardwell is working with the Pilgrims of the Night Church, who are run by Father Blackwood. She does not interact with Lilith at all. They don't seem to really know about each other necessarily yet, uh, which is weird. Uh, But everybody has their own double in the show. That's just kind of how it works. Right. Um, And we should also say Roz, um, while part Mm -hmm. of the human side of things, has the magic power of the cunning. Yes. um, uh, Which is something that was um, given uh, generationally in her family. So uh, we kick it off, as teased in the last episode, with the weird entering. It's two nights ago uh, in a decrepit, drowning body uh, that is just withering away to the Pilgrims of the Night Church. Uh, He's very dismissive of Father Blackwood, saying he is too weak to be his body. He wants Sabrina Spellman. I, I love this setup. This is just the perfect Father Blackwood burn right at the top of the episode. Yeah, uh, I, fully w- I hope moving forward this continues. I would love top of the episode, get a couple Blackwood zingers in there and then start the app. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's just a good motivation for him. Uh, it also sets up the stakes of everything. And it turns it very specifically onto Sabrina, which we haven't really seen with his plot line yet. Like, his thing has been about destroying the entire universe, the Earth, and whatever. But this brings it home and makes it more personal, which I think is is fun and cool and turns him from the guy who's scribbling aimlessly to somebody who has a very direct mission. Bring uh, it home. Yeah, and then we turn it over to the Spellman house. Uh, Ambrose is checking out of the body. Uh, something slithers out, which we find out later is the weird. It's a cephalopod. Uh, you see, Ambrose, you got to yes. keep your eye on any mouthworms. Oh, big. And there was like hope because he was like taking notes and kind of he could have looked at the body to see that brain squid looking thing crawl out, but no, totally missed it. That's yeah. a, now, can't this take is very much calls. jumping ahead in the episode, but since we're talking about cephalopods, we get a lot of pictures of them. There's a lot of octopus stuff going on in this episode. Uh, I'll tell you why, since they're leading into the whole Lovecraft thing very much, very much this episode in particular. Uh, I went to the aquarium a couple of weeks back and they have a new spineless exhibit there here in New York. Uh, And they had uh, cuttlefish there, which I had never seen before. Those things look like little fucking swimming Cthulhu's. It is insane. Yeah, that's it. You know, they talk about it when uh, the dusty old biology professor's getting into it, but, like, there's a whole, like, side of science. It's, like, octopus uh, and octopuses and squid, octopi, excuse me, and squid are the um, biggest sign of uh, alien life. Like, they're yeah, so they, unrelated they, to so many, the evolutionary chain. They're weird. They may be hyper-intelligent. One of, uh, there's, like, this one, like, jellyfish that's, like, immortal or something. There's a lot of crazy stuff in the water, but... I think that was such a random... <laughs> you, you first heard that at the Fish concert, right? Yeah. yeah the Omni Man stuff. told you. There's a lot it's, of crazy stuff in the water. It's Pahish. It's Pahish. It's oh, okay. yeah. um, so Man's brother. Uh, um, I was just like, they were just like, yeah, and uh, octopuses are aliens. Anyway, moving on. I was like, That's wow, just that was just a random fact to just drop right there. And I'll also mention, this doesn't have to do with cephalopods, but you mentioned the biology teacher. The biology teacher is an actor named Mackenzie Gray, who played, can you figure it out? Do you know? Uh, nope. Dr. Colonel on Riverdale. 
Oh, oh. there's a lot of Riverdale shout outs on this app. There yeah. is. Well, two. There's one shout out, I guess. They say then, the word Riverdale. Well, yeah, they say the no, they're, he goes to Riverdale, but also they find the body in Sweetwater River, which is yeah, where Jason drowned. That's true. So maybe and he was like, Jason, oh, actually. I was like, man, a lot of people drowned in that sweet water. Uh, yeah. So tasty. They were probably like, he was right next to that charred corpse. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. There's a there. dam. There's a dam that's just a bunch of corpses clogging it up. We <laughs> go poke the corpses out of the way so the water can keep flowing. Yes, and if you think uh, a dab that the beavers have made out of corpses is not potentially a Riverdale plot, you should watch Riverdale more closely. Uh, <laughs> We've got to get these corpse Sabrina. beavers. Uh, so Sabrina makes Candle Boy, uh, puts him in the tub. Um, this. So this is maybe more of an overall thing about the episode. And I know you wanted to talk about Candle Boy, Pete. Um, Candle Boy! (laughs) It is... The structure of this episode is so weird and interesting to me because... Correct me if I'm wrong. I definitely felt like you get this Candle Boy. He's growing larger the entire episode. When Lucas shows up later on in the science classroom, I was like, oh, that's Candle Boy. That's what I thought, too. 100%. And then it wasn't. He was a regular human boy that was Random boy. Random boy. And I was like, okay, so what's going to happen with this Candle Boy? And then then she wakes up in the tub looking at Candle Boy. And then they just uh, flush him down the drain. At the end. I thought there was going to be so much more with Candle Boy. And I thought, like, oh, there's this, like, squid thing running around. Good thing she made this, like, dude who can sacrifice himself for Sabrina. I thought, like, Candle Boy was going to save the day and, like, the squid was going to eat him or something like that. But, man, it just, Candle Boy was such a non-issue. Do you think Candle Boy was going to start to look more like a real boy? Or is he just going to be a big old red man? Well, I'll tell you what. Keep me away from the fire. (laughs) Uh, my shout out to the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina Props Department, who started with a tiny little candle boy, and then uh, the last almost full size candle boy has a like barely defined penis and scrotum. I <laughs> saw that penis. some drunk junk there. You know what I mean? It was really. I feel like a lot of the growth of Candle Boy at that time was really focusing on the penis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, well, that develops. Well, that actually develops like last, right? In humans, <laughs> and I penis first. I grew, I grew from a penis into a man. <laughs> I grew out of the penis. God, that explains so much. <laughs> That's why people are like, "You're such a dick." I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> technically, or <laughs> correct." Uh, so yeah, Candle Boy again. Weird, not entity. Very weird thing. I wish there was a little more with him, or maybe there'll be more with him coming up. Uh, but it was just such a strange, fun but strange thing. Uh, another fun thing uh, immediately after that. I mentioned this before, but at breakfast, Zelda super frustrated that Hilda uh-huh. isn't there to do what she wants. Crazy. Such a great, crazy, but such a fun bit. Yeah, like yeah. I liked it a lot. And it's all like it was all there for her. Like she, Hilda, before she left, like put her cigarette next to her paper and next to her coffee. She's like, where, where? It was really funny. Yeah, it, it's great. I like that. Uh, overall, there was just like a weird, interesting tone. I mean, not it's called the weird, but like, yeah, there you go. I yeah. expected it to be more 60s psychedelic based on the images we got at the end of the last episode. It yes. wasn't necessarily that at all. I would say not was, at all. Yeah, but it was quirky. Uh, down was, to oh, I was just going to say down to Ambrose's speech to the coven, which was the same sort of thing where he's like, "We have all this information. 
I don't I don't know what to do with any of this. Yeah, I didn't get to finish my speech because shit started to go off. But I also uh, think it, it, the, I, what I noticed about this episode is the structure is not that of a monster of the week episode like we're talking about. It really is the whole season as a piece. Like they don't remind us about Candle Boy. We just you know, ten minutes into the eight minutes into the episode, whatever, cut into the scene where she's making the candle boy. Like it, it's all flowing together in a way where the structure starts to deviate. I think. Also, uh, uh, speaking of weird things, like uh, it was a cool episode for Roz, which was great. But that third eye was freaking me out. Like that was really like uh, seeing Roz rocking the third eye was kind of like uh, reminded me of that Cyclops. Uh, from the crawl movie, it was kind of uh, it was like what? It was Wait, kind what of just the movie crawl where they had a cyclops. Oh, crawl! Yeah. Oh, crawl! Yeah. I thought you were saying crawl. No. Yeah, I crawl. thought you were saying crow, like the movie The Crow. Oh right. man, great movie! Yeah, crawl also a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. famous, um, famously good. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I, I I felt like this was a good Roz episode. Uh, but, you know, you have to feel for, bad for a Harvey because every girl he falls in love with eventually has to say, hey, listen, I'm a witch. OK, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. you got to type Harvey and it's witches. Yeah, he's a he's a witch widow widower. Um, I do think that he it's very funny uh, that Roz is repeating the same pattern of not telling Harvey about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's an interesting pattern. And it's also interesting, we get a couple, I know in our previous episodes this season, we've talked about how it's over for Kinkle and Nick Scratch when it comes to Sabrina. This episode, we get some signs of life from both, I felt like. Yeah. We get Harvey Kinkle, we meet Lucas Hunt, who Mm -hmm. is not a candle boy, but a fleshy man, Um, swimmer, Uh, seems like a very cool dude. I, the way they set that up, that he's a swimmer, and then there's all this squid stuff, I was like, oh, man. And if I he's felt, not and, the candle boy, then he's definitely part squid or something. And it just happened. It was a very aquatic episode. It was. Right. Um, but I do think our swimmers sought after in as like, ooh, he's so cool. He's a swimmer. I think maybe it, just a sought after like, oh, athletic, like. Does something like athletic fit. type of thing. Because I got to say, uh, in my co- college, we didn't have swimming in my high school. Um, well, really? Yeah. Grew up in the country. Wait, did you? Pete, you had swimming at your high school? Yeah. Huh. No, I did not as well. Yeah. Mm. It's too fancy. Pool? Yeah. Well, you, we, we swam a, in cricks. We had, a giant, we had a giant school, so they kind of like had different oh. sports for people. Where'd you, where'd you go? The school from Gossip Girl? Yeah, Mr. Uh, Big Time Beverly Hills 902 and 0 over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who'd you go to school with? Um, Surrey Cruz? <laughs> oh wow, good reference. Wow, you really, you really dated me on that. Yeah, young. I'm trying to get down. You, I'm trying to get you up. She's way younger than you, Pete. I don't want to say who you actually Thanks. went to school with, who is Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh,. Yeah, to answer your question, I think swimmers are sought after, right? Like they've got to be. I don't think so. Lean, so. lean, tight, little hot bodies. You know what I mean? Yeah, wow. but there's something about swim- in my, in my college. The sw- all the swimmers were like, everyone's like, oh, the swimmers—they're a bunch of weirdos. They yeah, like, that's what people said in my school. That's exactly what. So I thought it was funny that this episode it was like he was like the quarterback of the swimming team. Like, mm-hmm. oh, look at this swimmer. 
Well, I will say, I don't know if you guys have seen a movie called Swim Fan, but in that movie, there is a uh, woman played by Erica Christensen who is a fan of a swimmer. Wow. Mm. Big um, fan. That's all the evidence I need. I did like the Roz kind of <laughs> moment with Sabrina where Roz was like, hey, why'd you pass up the swim dude? Like, uh, you're single. Go get it. I was like, Roz, get out of Sabrina's business. Because she wasn't really? nice. She wasn't being her friend. She was like, yo, Sabrina, go fuck that dude. I'm fucking your boyfriend. Go, 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 go get with that guy. I was like, Roz, I'm, it's not I'm nice. like Lucas, though. I'm on, uh, I'm on Roz's side because Sabrina yeah. made the weird decision to go out with both Carl and Melvin, even though clearly neither of them are any good for her and they're no fun and she had terrible dates. And I guess I probably turned her off of the whole dating thing, but... Lucas is good and he is fun and is a legitimate like they clearly cast him because he looks and acts half Harvey Kegel, half Nick Scratch. Like that is what he is. He's oh. supposed to be Candle Boy in name only. Uh, and uh, yeah, she pushes him away. Well, it doesn't exactly push him away. I guess uh, squids push oh. him away and stuff she like ag- that. She aggressively kisses him. Well, yeah, when tongue. you've got an octopus tongue, that's a little bit of a turn But I liked him, and I think uh, Roz is right. Like, she has to go for it. She can't just sit there in a funk all the time. She needs to go for a third option. It can't be all Nabrina or Hubrina. It's got to be Labrina. Wow. What? Uh, <laughs> a I... whole bunch of nonsense. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I'm just saying I thought it was weird how uh, Roz was aggressive and seemed like, hey, go do this. I don't know. I don't talk to you much. I just kiss Harvey two desks away from you. <laughs> There's a lot of kissing in class. I mean, I guess I never knew that because I, I, we did not have that at my high school either. Like pools, uh, Pete. That was uh, one thing that my country high school did have a lot of is kissing. Were you the quarterback? I was the quarterback of the kissing team. <laughs> Nice. For a second, when you said that, I thought you meant girls. Like you went to an all dude school or something. Uh, where did you go? The uh, school from the Robin Williams movie? I'm forgetting the name of right now. Oh, where they not. say, oh, Captain, Dead, my Captain? Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society, there yes. Great movie. Not mm. Robin Williams, man. Yeah. He's God, I wish I knew more about his movie. You know? yeah, it's too bad you don't. I just do I know. Um, so what would so we then we get into this Roz storyline with Mambo Marie. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we think about this? I, it was uh, go ahead, Pete. I was just it was almost a little bit forced on her, which was a little upsetting. It wasn't. It didn't feel like, hey, listen, you've got this thing. It was cool. It was kind of like, hey, uh, you're this. This is what it is. Here, here's the person you trust telling you, okay, cool, let's go, let's go, let's go. You know, I did like the explanation of it. I mean, yes. even if we're headed to a similar path with Harvey and Roz that we were with Harvey and Sabrina, the idea that at some point, I don't know if this was the original plan, but at some point in the writer's room, somebody said, if she has psychic powers and could see the future, could read people and do all these things, she's a witch, right? Yeah. So they're coming out and saying that and then having a legitimate explanation for back in the day, they were God-fearing Christians. They couldn't say that they were witches. It makes, makes a lot of sense, and it makes sense yeah. for the history of the show, but also the history of America. Wow. <laughs> wow. Cool. Uh, nice. This will be a great uh, section to add to your TED Talk. 
I think so. So far, it's three seconds long. It's wow. a good starting point. Is all I'm saying. Um, so then, I agree. Uh, if if we're doing if you're doing a witch show, and it's like, who should we have this character be a transformer or another witch? It's like, <laughs> let's go with witch. Yeah. <laughs> so then we have uh, Caliban, which I'm glad. Wait, before we, we get on. to that, I did want to talk about the plot line with Bumblebee, who I am starting to think <laughs> is a transformer. <laughs> yes. You know, I didn't notice it, but he's much bigger than the rest of the other characters. Yeah, who and he are you makes... shipping Bumblebee with? <laughs> oh, my God. Pete, Pete, you know, you love Bumblebee. <laughs> I'm not playing this game. So Caliban. But that'd be one of your like... dreams come true if a car just turned into a robot in this show. <laughs> You'd love that. I would love that. See? We're, I'm just try, we're just trying to make you happy, Pete, with talking about Bumblebee what would, and friend. What would be what would be the best part? Would the best part be that your car turned into a robot, or if the car turned into a robot, uh could talk and said, I love you, Pete. <laughs> the best part is if it made the transforming noise from the cartoon where it was like Yeah. That would be the best part. I would love it if uh the car turned into a robot and they said, Look at this, another witch has entered the <laughs> coven. <laughs> You've saved the coven, Megatron. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All things are possible. All things are <laughs> what possible. What are you going to talk about, Pete? Uh, the next plot line? Yeah, so uh, Caliban is, uh, yeah. is like, hey, nobody's looking at me down here in hell. I might as well do some fucked up shit, which I'm glad we finally know because like, Sabrina was like, no, no, Caliban was just rude to you, evil twin. He loves me. But now we know uh, Caliban uh, is fooling uh, Morning Star, so um, he is up to, is evil and is not. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if he's fooling her necessarily. I think she's aware of who he is, and this is what you think she I, was aware of that baby plan. I think I she's think aware so. what hell is like. Uh, yeah, but yeah. I don't think she's aware of what he's doing. He's doing some crazy shit on the side. It's a little, but I, I agree. I don't know if he's going to become a big villain. I think he's just. In a very Shakespearean way, just doing little things to help solidify his power. This storyline clearly setting stuff up for the future, but it was a funny thing to have going on at the same time in this episode. Um, like, and it happened fast. Like, Lilith like gets like mega pregnant right away. The scene with all the witches in the uh, in the Hecate coven, like taking her pain and stuff, was great. Wow. I thought it was so yeah, well was, done. Yeah, that was it, my it was favorite scene of the episode. Really amazing. It was one of the witchiest scenes the show's done in all of its mm-hmm. seasons. I mean, I think the ostensible reason was that both her and Sabrina had things inside of them that they wanted out. You know, that was oh, sort of the thematic thing. Interesting. Squid baby. Uh, going on there. Um, uh, to your point, though, it did feel very separate in terms of the action. Um, yeah. And it did feel like it's setting up things coming down the road. Um, but, yeah, it, it was worth it for that scene of everybody taking her pain alone, which is – which? Uh, where – Which, which? Uh, I'm stuck on a word. Uh, that's where the show excels, I think. We've talked about that a lot with previous episodes of the show, but when it really leans into that feminist angle for the coven, the show is at its strongest, and that's exactly what happened here. And I think this is a case of showing, not telling. They just did mm-hmm. it, uh, which I thought was great. Because so I, I feel like in the first two episodes of the season, they had to really do a lot of reminding, like, so this is Hecate. Um, the thing with Hecate is there's um, the uh, maiden, uh, the mother, and the crone, like really walking us through it. And now to just be able to like, boom, see 
uh, see those roles happening here is great. The uh, other, uh, I just want to mention very quickly the other moves that happen in the plot line since we're talking about this anyway. Uh, So uh, the Hell Demons attack. uh, Two of them, maybe two of them end up dead. At least one of them does. Beelzebub is certainly in bad shape by the end. Going back to Caliban, uh, he says that this isn't over. And Lilith gets invited to stay. And not only that, but her baby, Adam, uh, seems to be a biter, even at this young age. But but I wanted to back up the truck real quick. Absolutely. Uh, Auntie Z had a real nice moment when the two kings like rolled up and she was like not having it. She's like, take your gifts and shove it. Get the heck out of here. And then I like when she stepped out, I was like, I think we have a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it was really it was badass. badass. It was yeah. a badass. Uh, this, whole, this whole plot line was pretty badass. Uh, what do you think's going on with Adam? What's his deal? Um, I the mean, baby. Yeah. Well, probably a lot of pee-pee and poo-poo, a little wah-wah. <laughs> oh, my God. Stroking like, spoken I like guess, a true I guess dad. I mean, because this, A, this can't be a normal oh, baby. Yes. And, oh, you mean, like, what's his storyline? What's his meaning in right. the story? Yes, uh, in the plot. I thought you were talking about, like, character motivation, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of just That's milk. That's baby kept asking on set. Probably, what like, breast motivation? M- Mostly breast milk. What help? What's my motivation? Uh, breast what's milk. What's my backstory? <laughs> Tell me backstory. Um, I uh, I feel like it's going to be a means of driving Sabrina Morningstar back to Sabrina. Like I feel mm. like we've had we started the season with like Sabrina Morningstar is very happy. She has everything that our Sabrina wants, and I think this um, uh, Adam is going to tilt those scales. Everything's going to blow up in hell. And they're going to have to simultaneously defeat the final Eldritch Terror, the Void, uh, at the same time fixing Hell. Yeah. Hmm. I like the theory. Uh, Let's talk. We kind of skipped over this a little bit. I know we talked about it, but uh, there's a bunch of weird dreams in the episode or potential dream sequences. Um, I'll tell you, in the dream that Sabrina has of swimming with Lucas, uh, where... There's a shot right before she wakes up where octopus tentacles wrap around her. I wish there was a little more of that in the episode because it yeah. was You're very into silly. tentacle porn? What? You're into tentacle porn? Is that what you just love said? It. I love it. I love hentai. You should head to my site to alexloveshentai.edu. It's a school. Edu. Ooh, congrats. Yeah. Great. Thank you. Great gift. Credited. Uh, it's very scary. That's a scary <laughs> shot, and the way that they edit it is very scary. Um, I know that stuff is tough to do, but um, a lot of the things with the octopus, like it was gross when it was it was in her stomach when um, what's the name Ambrose was doing the wand operation. Oh my god! Can, yeah, can we talk that, about that? Absolutely. So Ambrose tries to get it out of her a couple of different ways. The first way that he tries uh, after doing a magical cat scan on her. That, that was, was just, I mean, that was a little cheesy. I'll give it to you, but it was cool. I liked the way I, it played out. I they commit like so that, hard. Like, they commit to the bit on the show, like very, like only maybe Riverdale commits hard to Rolled out bits. the like packing paper, like it was like, oh, that was hysterical. Uh, and also Ambrose, like as a character, had a really funny moment where it was like, you got to be careful. This will make you go blind. And then like does the flash and kind of does like a couple blinks. Like, oh, it was really funny. So talking about octopus weirdness, though, we also uh, skipped over the makeout scene, which I thought was creepy in the right way, where yes. it turns out Sabrina has a tentacle for a mouth. Tentacle tongue. Tentacle tongue. You got a and bad case of tentacle tongue. She also has ink stigmata going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, that was crazy. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, but uh, they figure out, uh, since uh, they can't actually take out the octopus, what they're going to do is they're going to dry it out. So Nick and Amber is calling Sycorax, the water witch. Uh, and this yes. was a fun effect, just pulling all the water out of Sabrina, having a tag filling up in the background. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, like you're saying, Justin, cheesy, but in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. They do it because they do it quickly. It accomplishes the, they're like, they set sort of a ridiculous goal and then they accomplish it quickly. Sabrina's getting weird. You got to get the weird out, and they get the weird out. Yeah, what was fun was they kept like the little photo of like it was like this kind of weird wand photo of her body's organs, and like the way the squid was drawn each time was artistically cool and creepy at the same time. It was really impressive the kind of like monster kind of makeup and effects that we had in this episode. Like it could have easily been too cheesy. Or too weird. Like, they really did a great job of walking that balance, I think. Do you know how they did it, actually, is they had uh, Harvey fuck a squid oh, and then very quickly jot it down in his sleep. That's how the cat scan thing works. Wow. Like all great artists, Harvey wakes up in the morning and says, what am I fucking today? (laughs) (laughs) And then he's a genius. I mean, here's a good point to talk about. So we saw the scene where um, Sabrina's not feeling well at school when she has to, she's going to cut the squid open and her her weirded up body rejects it. Harvey's like, I'll drive her home. And Sabrina's like, yo, chill, dude. Which that that was the first time we've seen Harvey try to get in her business this season. And then here with Sycorax, Nick Scratch is there, um, and he's like, I'm here to help you. And then at the end of the episode, we get this great scene where they're singing the song together. They're singing to each other, even though Nick is singing the part of the, the Hitler kid, which, you know, you can um, tell Nick's still the bad. I don't, uh, is that, are you correct about that? I don't think that's correct, Pete. Yeah, it is correct. All right, BFA. Okay. <laughs> Let's Jeez. hear it. Go ahead. This with a little uh, sound of music, buddy. No, I am not going to go ahead. But I'm just saying um, uh, the Nick Scratch stuff was touching. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't like Nick Scratch, but I was still moved by him Mm -hmm. when he was busting out the the willingness to sing to her. Well, more to your point, Justin, I think the door is open for both of them, right? Like, we got this joint option with Lucas, who ran away to Riverdale High, uh, and instead... Smart choice. So much less weird over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to die in a second. <laughs> uh, He's going to be like, all the tongues over here are weird, too. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, the, the door is kind of open with Nick now, clearly. Like, they've made a connection again, whatever is going on with him and Prudence. And then on the other end of the spectrum with Harvey, now that he has this Ros bomb that's about to drop at some point, that seems like that potentially could break them up and drive Harvey back towards Sprint as well. We might be right back in the triangle. All right. We got a bad boy alert coming up strong. Absolutely. Oh, you know what I'm talking uh, about? Pete, you know what I'm talking about with the bad boy alert? I'm talking about nope. the guys. You got to itch that neck scratch. There's a scratch on my uh, in my body that I got gotta touch, and it's right there, right next to my Nick tattoo. You're, oh you're my a total god, nickhead! Is what I'm a nickhead. Really gross. If it's not clear, I'm a real nickhead. <laughs> you are. I was born a nickhead. a nickhead. I'm still a nickhead, and I'll die a nickhead, and especially if he doesn't get with Sabrina. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I, I do know what you're talking about. Because nickheads uh, are nickheads for life. Oh my god. When you're a dick, you're a dick all the way. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, that's that uh, Hitler character, right? 
Right, he's a hitler character for West Side Story. (laughs) Every musical has one. It's real weird. I was just watching The Prom on Netflix. I don't know why they had a Hitler character. Oh, my God. Um, He got to go to prom. (laughs) (laughs) That was his dream. He was a frustrated painter and a a jilted prom date. I I did like the kind of repeating pattern of like, okay, this time we're going to use a rot witch and then she's going to focus on your brain to get the monster out. So that was kind of a fun pattern they had. Uh, what do you think yeah, whole, uh, when you're okay. deciding which witch, uh, like a doctor decides which discipline to right. go into, well, who do you think's like, I'm going to focus on rot. <laughs> I'm going to be a rot witch. <laughs> I mean, it sounds cool when you say it like that. Yeah, I'm a rat witch. That sounds like a, a decision you make when you're into like, like some like hardcore music. You're like, I love rot, rot witch. And then a couple years later, you're like, oh, I got all these rot tattoos. Yeah, <laughs> I regret them now that I'm in banking. Yeah. Hey, can I uh, can I turn these tattoos into like I don't know a couple of flowers or something like that? Is that possible? Yeah. Just get all you. lasered off. Is there a laser witch around here? Oh, man. (laughs) Bumblebee comes in and is like, I'm a laser witch. (laughs) (laughs) Really set yourself up nice for that one. Thanks, Good. Very good. Uh, I do want to mention a quick moment. We talked about the Roz storyline already, but uh, by the end, Roz is uh, a seer working with Mambo Marie and uh, Prudence to kind of uh, monitor the universe. That was... Hilarious. Pretty cool, but there's a very fun moment when Roz comes into the school and Prudence yeah. is like, "Do I know you?" And yeah. who Roz are you? Is like, we've met five times. Yeah. That she, then she fun. starts listing them. I was like, Roz goes hard when she is getting yes. uh, ignored. Yeah, that was fun. Classic. Uh, but yeah, this is, a, this is a good setup for Roz. I like this, and this is a good new set actually as well. I think this is fun. And I agree. It's interesting. Um, so, and they even say like she's joining the squad. There's the new weird sisters. How yeah. did you feel about this Dorcas erasure? Yeah, that was. I was glad that even in the beginning we got the credits still with Dorcas. So I'm glad we're keeping it real there. But uh, I was a little, little like the new weird. No, sisters. she's not in the credits anymore. Agatha no. is in the credits. No, 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 no. Yeah, but you still see a picture of Dorcas, though. Right. Of course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know. Okay. All my favorite characters only exist in the credit sequences <laughs> of my favorite shows. Yes. That's what I love about. Uh, but then, like, if you, I, was, I was a big fan of Knight Rider, and you just see the car in the credits, can and I, it's just uh, no car. This is one hundred percent no joking, no bits whatsoever. When they said "Word to the New Weird Sisters," I was actually upset. I, I was very upset. As soon as I saw I it, I was like, oh, Alex is going to And be then pissed. I was like, oh, maybe it's not real. But then when they linked pinkies, I was like, oh, that, yeah. just, so, that just sealed it. Yeah, I, I understand as an intellectual person for Prudence, okay. it's good for moving Flex. forward. Both of our right. other sisters are gone. But I feel bad for Agatha, and most of all, I feel bad for Dorcas. Well, don't yeah. feel bad for Agatha. Agatha's like, she's nasty. She's, like, on the dark side. She sure. is. Um, but that's not entirely her fault. She was driven crazy. Yeah. Eh. I guess. Um, <laughs> and then Dorcas, which, again, I know we use this name a lot. Is Was that a character on this show? I'm so sorry. Oh, how God. dare you? We had a whole segment dedicated to the Dorcas. This started we, uh, because I said to you guys, do you want to do a Dorcas podcast? Yes. And then it became something else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we've really gone away from our roots here. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, I love these New Word sisters, and there's no Dorcas in the mix here. Oh, 
Blue. Who's the Dorcas of this uh, this new weird sisters Ooh. group? That you can't say that you can't. Don't the breakout to... star, the the character find of twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, man, gotta say Mambo Marie. Yeah, got I, it. I gotta say though, in this new iteration of the Weird Sisters, I think Prudence is the Dorcas. I actually think that's kind of fair. While right? we're being honest, yeah, it's weird. I, I gotta uh, see how they I feel work like together. Roz is the Dorcas just because Prudence is like. No, no, no. You're not as cool as I am. No, but Roz is going to be the prudence because she's like going to be the one who we're going to follow. Mamo Marie is sort of like a little bit, you don't quite know what she's doing, very Agatha. And then Prudence, much like Dorcas, just vanishes and can be played by a, a fern or a potted plant. Uh, how so. dare you? How <laughs> dare you, sir? How dare you? I do. I do. I hope it's more than that because Prudence is great and deserves yes. to have a really good st- plot line this season. Uh, we haven't seen too much of her other than being back on her snarky prudenceness. Um, so hopefully this means good things for her going forward. Uh, at the end of the episode, after the Rot Witch goes to work on Sabrina, they take the spirit of the weird, put it in an actual octopus, freeze it in a tank. So at this point, to kind of keep track of everything, we have the darkness trapped in a big light bulb. We have uh, the uninvited trapped in a dollhouse. And we have the weird trapped in a fish tank. So all this stuff has to be setting something up, right? Well, what's sweet is witches have yard sales and they like (laughs) put stuff out. You can get some great deals on some amazing things. Yeah, I exclusively get my light bulbs at uh, garage sales. I just yeah. find that they're like very close to breaking, which is mm-hmm. how I love my light bulbs. Um, yeah. But I agree with a lot of dangerous objects um, here, to your point, Alex. Uh, and then at the very end, we get the teaser from Blackwood. Oh, uh, he says God. the weird clearly has not done his thing. He is gone, but that's fine because next up is the perverse, and it's going to be Father Blackwood's time. And then we get the... Yeah, that Very was great. That okay. was a fun ending, but so creepy the way he's like, next is my favorite. The perverse. I was like, <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. No. No, it's no. good. I don't think I'm ready for that up. Yeah. Fun and, stuff. And, and the perverse is just going to be Alex Albin. Uh, our venerable podcast host. Yeah, I did want to spoil that the next episode is just a live cam of me. Yeah. <laughs> None of the regular characters appear, except Dorcas. Except you and oh, Dorcas. Oh, um, did we talk about um, Candle Boy gets, uh, go, goes down the drain? Do you yeah, think... Yeah, we talked about it. Yeah, I know, but do you, are we going to get... Is this going to come back? It should, Right. Uh, I mean, no. It, the, we mourned the loss of Candle Boy slash Carrot Boy as the water drained out and bits and pieces of them went down the drain. You can't, you can't come back from that. As long as a little bit of his uh, twigs and berries <laughs> survives, they can make another Candle Boy. Let me be honest. I think that drain's going to be clogged with that growing <laughs> ween. Um, for quite some time. Just in general, I would say don't flush a candle. That seems like a terrible yes. idea. Bad choice. Bad choice. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but do you think he's going to be back, Justin? I, I don't know. It, it, the, the, like we talked about earlier, this whole episode was a little bit weird in that the Candle Boy plot and Lucas and all that, it felt like I don't know what to make of it by the end of it. 
it maybe it comes down to the line um, that the weird says to Sabrina that she's an empty vessel and she needs, like she says, she needs to take time to figure out herself. Um, but if I, if they went to all the work of being like, let's create this mid form between um, Nick Scratch and, and Harvey Kinkle, like that's a valuable character. I would want to at least see that once. We never got to see it. Yeah. I, Again, it comes back to the Lucas of it all, where that's essentially what he was. But the fact that it was a twist and he was neither the weird nor candle boy and left at the end of the episode, seemingly permanently, says to me we're probably not going to see it back. But that, to your point, that feels like a little bit of a missed opportunity. Yeah. Like I would have loved Lucas to be one of the two or something and then stuck around and then we would have to deal with that in some way. Um, but I guess not. And plus we've got, uh, Sabrina Morningstar has her clay man. Um, mm-hmm. it would make sense that our Sabrina had her little wax man. Yeah. Everybody's got their own, uh, made man. Hey, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up here, which this episode, which, which reigns supreme Pete. Oh, wow. Uh, I want to say Theo, you know, uh, but <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I got to go with Roz, even though her third eye really freaked me out. You liked um, it. I I was impressed with her handling of the new news and then being able to join the Pinky Club and be like, <laughs> okay, I guess we're just going to hang out in this room and we'll be this will be kind of like our watchtower or whatever and just kind of like look over the three realms and we'll just all live in this room together. Uh, what about you, Justin? Um I gotta give it up to Ambrose in this episode. I feel like this ep- this episode we really got to see what his role this season will be, um, where he's going to be like uh, almost the MacGyver or the one who's like he's in the middle, always like setting up the situation, acting surprised when it happens, and then providing like four different techniques uh, on how he helps Sabrina solve the problem. And it's fun. It's all interesting little bits. I hope he gets more personality uh, in it as it goes on, but I like this role. For me, I I think it's probably going to be the character that I felt like grew the most in this episode, which was Candle Boy. Uh, Just uh, got uh, such a big heart and just uh, the the shape of the character, the way that it changed. You said big heart? Uh, maybe uh, changed over the course of the episode was great. Um, I, I could wax on forever about Candle Boy. Um, uh, I would like to give Auntie yes. Z a shout out just sure. because she was a, a powerhouse in this episode and very enjoyable. Yeah, great, great. really good stuff. Good stuff. I got to say, Alex, that was the most wicked choice you could make. <laughs> Uh, before we flame out here, uh, a couple of things to plug. You can support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, do we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. We don't have Chilling Adventures of Sabrina social media networks, but we do have Riverdale. <laughs> We're launching a network of social media. <laughs> yeah, it's like Parlor, but talking about Chilling Adventures yes. of Sabrina. Uh, 
at Riverdale After on Twitter, Riverdale Dark on Instagram, at Riverdale After Dark on Facebook. Check all of those out and follow us there. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and more. Until next time, we've been the chilling podcast of Sabrina. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, we can, Bill. Boy. <laughs> I didn't have a joke there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they say, if you don't have a joke, just (laughs) calmly say goodbye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park